in general, do you like what you've done in free agency? And then if you, if you could go through and just talk a little bit about what you think of each of the guys and how you see them fitting in. You know, I do like what we've done in free agency. It follows a little bit of how we've tried to build this team over the last few years. And it, it comes down to placing a great premium on the draft and drafting well and bringing cornerstone players into your team that you want to have on your team for a long time. And, uh, you know, we've been able to do that over the last few years. Guys we like, guys who represent exactly what we want our team to be. And, um, and those are the guys that are going to be uh, the leaders on our team um, and, and, again, the cornerstones of our team. So if you do that well, um, we feel like you don't have to be overly aggressive in free agency. Um, your, your emphasis is on re-signing your own guys and then um, trying to get yourself in a position where in April you're drafting as purely as possible. So some of the, some of the signings that we made of our own players, uh, our fullback, our swing tackle, some other guys um, we believe uh, will help us uh, at the end of April just draft as purely as possible and, uh, and who's ever on the board try to take the best player available to us. And our experience has been when we do that, that's when we draft the best guys. So a lot of our emphasis in free agency has been to get our own guys re-signed. Obviously, we're continuing to work on you know, the Demarcus Lawrence deal. Uh, that's ongoing. Uh, but signing some of the other guys who we like, who have valuable roles on our team, and then um, relying on the cornerstone players to lead us rather than getting overly aggressive in free agency, signing other teams' players for lots and lots of money. If there's a time and a place for that, and we have the resources available to do that, and we feel like that player can help our football team and have an impact, we're certainly open to doing that. But we like the idea of building through the draft and then making selective moves to build the team the way we want to build it. Since you mentioned Lawrence, can you go ahead and talk about, obviously he has a business aspect, and you always talk about the business aspect of football, but it's better for the team and him if this is resolved sooner rather than later. Do you have concerns about it dragging on too long in the ramifications? Yeah, of I'm not at the forefront of those discussions. Um, certainly, everyone understands how good a player he's been for us. Uh, he's been an excellent player. We traded up for him in the draft for a reason. We felt like he could be an impactful pass rusher for us, and he's been that. And uh, he's had some adversity that he's, that he's had to overcome in his career, and he's handled that well. I think he's grown on the field. I think he's grown off the field. And again, he's been impactful. Uh, he's made a difference. He's become a leader on our team. So uh, we want Demarcus Lawrence back on our football team. Uh, but there, there is a business side to it that every team deals with um, every year. And, and we're going to let the, the business people go through that process. And uh, Demarcus should go through that process. He and his representatives talking to, to our people who handle the contracts and just you know, making sure that's right. I mean, the goal that I always have in these situations, let's make it a win-win. You know, we want you to make your money. I think that's a good thing. The Joneses want you to make your money. But having said that, we want to be part of a team that can compete for a championship. And, and in doing that, you have to have uh, discipline uh, under the salary cap. We have other guys we have to sign, too. Every dollar that is allocated to one player, you know, by definition, is not available to another player. So you have to prioritize the guys you're going to spend a lot of money on. But hopefully, you, you, can, you can make those decisions in a way where it's a win-win. Uh, both for the team and the organization and also for the player. That's the process we're involved in right now. Oh, I just think he's a really good player. We love them coming out of school. Uh, he's just a really good football player. I don't know if you know his history, but he was a great uh, high school quarterback in Tennessee. 
multiple state championships in Alcoa and, and a kind of a legendary figure there. And, um, you know, he goes to Kentucky, was just a really dynamic player there and uh, just so capable of doing so many different things. And <laughs> we got an up close and personal view of him every time we played Green Bay. You know, you go into these games and you look at a guy like this, it's like, ah, oh, damn, you know. You know, look at him again. They're handing it to him. They're throwing it to him. He's in the slot. He's outside. He makes these plays at critical moments. So we've been trying to guard him for a long time. And uh, just an outstanding person. You get a chance to meet him through the draft process or through the free agency process. You just get that immediate feel. Uh, great feedback from so many people who have been around him all throughout his life. And, and certainly, he's been a really good player. So to have him to be able to come in and be as versatile uh, as we think he can be, I think is going to be a, a big lift to our offense. Jerry was saying something about Just a really good football player. And, and if you watch him throughout his career, both in college and with Green Bay, he's been able to do so many different things. So you see him line up inside and outside. You see him throw uh, him a variety of routes. He's very capable of running any route that you have in your route tree. And then you see him just getting the ball to him in a lot of different ways. So he's just one of those kinds of players. So, you know, those are the things we liked about him. And hopefully we'll get him here and he'll get to work and, and fit into what we're doing. Well, you, tr you try to address that head on. Uh, you say, okay, what happened here? Really productive this year, not quite as productive here. What's going on? A hamstring injury. Look at him when he was healthy, played really well. You know, what do the doctors say? What do the trainers say? What are the medical people who are on the forefront of it? You know, what are their opinions on all this? And then you just try to put it all together and you make the best decision you can for the team. But, you know, if you look at him early on in the season last year, uh, when he was healthy, he was really impactful player. And that's the player that we've been trying to defend for a lot of years. Jerry was saying yesterday that any, he didn't have any concerns or any concerns he had about how Cobb would fit in with his offense were assuaged by the fact that you guys are doing some different things that maybe fit what his skill set is as well schematically. So is that? Well, you like to think you're always able to do those kinds of things. You know, when Amari Cooper comes into your team midway through the season, you know, can you get him in different spots where it can be an impactful player? You know, Cole Beasley, who's been with us for a number of years, you know, can you get him in a position where he can be an impactful player? Zeke Elliott, can he be an impactful player? This goes on and on and on. Jason Witten, obviously the production he's had, the different receivers we've had through the years, um, you know, um, Miles Austin, you know, how, how can you feature Miles Austin where he can have an impact on your team? So you're always trying to do that. You have a system of football that you believe in, but a big part uh, of the system that we have is the flexibility of it to, to get guys uh, the ball and give them an opportunity to, to, to have an impact on the game. So no different with Randall. And again, his versatility is something you're really excited about. You can put him in a lot of different spots and, and he, can, he can have an impact on what you're trying to do. Yeah, I don't want to make that comparison. He's certainly a versatile player, but you know, Cole Beasley was an excellent player for us for a number of years, and, and a guy who made big plays and big moments, you know, right from the start. And we used him a lot of different ways. His stature suggested he was more of an inside guy, but you know, I can show you plays where he played outside, or did, we did different things with him. And, and again, he had an impact. So you know, Bees did a really nice job for us. We wish him nothing but the best. We love Cole Beasley, but that was an opportunity for him to go to Buffalo. That was a situation that he felt like was best for him and his family, and we had to respond to that. And to have a guy like Randall Cobb come to our football team 
Uh, we're just really excited about it. it what, what's the significance in your mind of, of Witten returning, and based on your experience, how hard will it be to get him to agree to come off the field when you want him to come off the field? Well, Witten's just been a great football player for us. Uh, he's been an incredibly productive player for us. Uh, throughout his career, uh, among the most productive tight ends in the history of the National Football League. He's a complete tight end. He can play every down. He can really do whatever you, you want a tight end to do. He can play on the ball. He can play off the ball. We've used him where he's coming out of the backfield as a blocker, as a receiver. We use him in the slot. We use him outside. All of those things he's been able to do throughout his career. Um, you know, I think to, to answer your question, I think over the last couple of years, as you get into year 14, 15, and you know, I think he I think he recognizes um, the importance of being able to take a practice off in training camp. And, 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 and I think the same thing applies to how we would use him in a game right now. His greatest strength is his competitiveness, his desire, his drive to be a great football player and have a positive impact on our team. And he'll go to to all ends of the earth to be able to do that. That's why he's a Hall of Fame player. And you never want to take that away from him. Having said that, you know, we have a couple young tight ends who emerged a little bit last year, started playing better and better as the year went on. We feel like those guys will have a role for us. All of that stuff will be fleshed out as we get going. But suffice it to say, we're really excited he's back. We're excited about the development of those young guys and how that tight end unit's going to be. Just when we had conversations. You know, early on in the offseason, the conversations we had were substantive conversations. They were real. And, um, you know, we had a lot of conversations throughout this whole process last year. And uh, to the point I was making earlier, his drive, his determination, his will, his hunger, his love for the game, to me, is unmatched. And I think that's why he struggled so much with this decision um, to, to retire and go into the booth. I think a lot of people advised him that, boy, you've had a great career. Not many guys get this opportunity to broadcast than this particular opportunity to be the Monday night analyst first rattle out of the box and I think he got a lot of advice about that but he and I had a lot of conversations about kind of who he is as a football player and, and uh, meet still being on the bone and his desire to play still being there and so I think he struggled with it and I, and I think he probably felt that throughout the year as he was making this transition into broadcasting I just think he acted on it I think he said this is really what I want to do and uh, you know, from my opinion, I didn't get a chance to see him broadcast very much. Whatever he's going to pursue in life, he's going to do a really good job of because, because of the kind of person he is. So there might be growing pains in any transition that he makes, but, you know, he, he's going to be good at it. Uh, and uh, I just think he was listening to his heart, say, I want to come back and play. And, and we had those conversations last year. We had them soon after the season, and he said, I'm ready to come back, and we certainly embraced him with open arms. Yeah, I don't want David and I have had a lot of conversations like like you do with a lot of the players on your team. So I don't want to get into too many conversations. But to to that particular point, um, the only thing I would say is uh, there there are some rules and parameters that you have in the National Football League if you want to play, and you have to follow those rules. Independent of what your opinions are about any particular topic, um, you have to stay within the confines of the rules. They're not going to let you play. So if something's so important to you to break those rules and, and that prevents you from playing, you're making a decision about what you value most. So that, that I was just trying to indicate to him that 
you know, if you want to play in the National Football League, these are the rules, these are the parameters that you have to follow. And, uh, you know, hopefully understands that. What expectations do you... Without getting into any of your specific conversations, is it is it fair to say your overall message to him was just you have to decide what you're passionate about? I mean, this is you have to decide what you care about and what's most important. Yeah. To you again, this. again, I don't want to delve into this uh, much more than I already have, but uh, suffice it to say, there are certain things that you have to do if you want to have the privilege of being a player, a coach, or a staff member in the National Football League. And if you if you don't want to follow those things, you're not going to have the opportunity to do this. Does the same apply to, to Randy Gregory? And where, what do you feel about, what are your expectations for having him at any point this season? Yeah, you know, when we drafted Randy, our, our eyes were wide open about, you know, what his issues were. And, um, you know, we talked to doctors, trainers, counselors, everybody who was around him, you know, prior to coming to our football team. And we tried to put a really good plan in place for him to d address this particular issue. And, uh, again, without going into the details of all the things he's done to try to get to a point where he can play, for us, uh, it's been a very serious approach as an organization, and, and his approach has been serious. And uh, you know, he's been able to make strides. He was able to come back and play for us and be a very productive player and a productive guy in our locker room. And unfortunately, you know, my understanding of all this is that sometimes relapse is part of rehab, and so we're working through the process of suspension right now with the NFL. But. Randy Gregg was working very hard to kind of get back and get the situation under control, and we're doing everything we can under the rules to help him do that. Football is such a bottom line business, and you, you need to be there and be on the field. How do you resolve that in your mind where you go, okay, he has made progress, but he's still not here. How much longer can we continue to do this from a, from a team standpoint? Yeah, I think, I think it's an individual situation. I think you're always looking at the individual, you know, what the individual is all about, uh, the impact he has on your team at that moment, what the alternatives are, all of that. So I think we've done that with Randy. Obviously, we used a second-round pick on him, so we valued him as a player. Uh, it's a big resource to use, and we've tried to help him in every way that we can. You know, when you have a player like that who hasn't been as available for you as you want him to be, you have to make sure you have other players who can be available. So we've been very clear on that as an organization that we can't necessarily count on him because of his history. Uh, again, he did a really good job for us this past year. He played a lot of football for us. And hopefully we can get him back to that point at some point. Right now, he's working very hard on getting his life back in order. As an organization, we have to make sure that we have uh, a plan in place. Uh, we can't assume that he's going to be available to us. We have to make sure we, we have players who can be impactful for us at that position. Like you said, despite this last episode, you feel good about his commitment and how he is serious to working through his challenges and issues to stay on the field. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's always important. Uh, you know, the defensive line is such an impactful position on your team. You know, being able to control the line of scrimmage defensively, being able to affect the quarterback defensively, that's a big part of really probably most defenses in the league. It certainly is a big part of what we're trying to do 
there. So the guys you mentioned have been impactful players for us. If they're not available, we have to make sure that we have some guys. And, and we signed some depth in free agency with Hyder and Covington. We feel like those guys can come in and compete. We try to re-sign a couple of our own guys. And then as you go into the draft and continue in free agency, you have to continue to look at, at guys who can help impact uh, that front because it does have such a, uh, such a, a bearing and such an impact on, on how we want to play defensive football. Again, you're always looking for ways to improve your football team. You're always looking for ways to improve your pass rush. So you, you continue to go through the process of free agency. The guys who are available, you study those guys. You try to get to know those guys, see if they fit, see if you can make the business part of it work, and then you go into the draft the same way. But you know, th th there's a lot of different areas on, on the football team that you're always trying to improve. You're trying to improve your frontline players. You're trying to improve your depth. And that's really throughout the team. So, uh, you know, we have scouts in the pro department, scouts in the college department that's, that scour the waiver wires or, or traveling all over the country getting to know these guys. That's a big part of just building your team on a daily basis, 365 days out of the year. Given your experience and success as a play caller, um, what's your comfort level with a first year, second year coach calling plays? And what will be the challenges in your mind? Uh, for Kellen Moore calling plays as such a young coach. Well, we're excited about Kellen, and, and, and his, his arc is probably pretty similar to the arc that I had, and that probably has given me a little bit of confidence. I had coached for two years before I had the opportunity uh, to do that, so I recognize firsthand what the challenges are, and uh, from my personal experience, uh, the most important thing for me, and, and, and certainly the thing I did best, was to use the resources I had around me. And uh, if you look at the staff that we had in 2007, Tony Sperano was the offensive line coach. Wade Wilson was the quarterback coach. You know, veteran guys who had been around a long time. My brother John was the tight end coach, a veteran guy, Ray Sherman, Skip Pete. All these guys were on our staff. And, uh, you know, I understood the importance of a collaborative process. And I feel like the dynamic is pretty similar now. We have some veteran guys, uh, guys who have been around football for a long time who are on that staff who can bring some different voices as we try to put this 2019 offensive offense together as we, as we start going into the offseason, into training camp with this particular football team. And Kellen's a very smart guy. Uh, he comes from a, a coaching background. If you asked anybody who's been around him, you know, what his biggest strength is as a player, he's smart. He's got great awareness as a player. That's why he had so much success as a college player. That's why he was able to hang around the National Football League as a player as long as he did. And, uh, and we know him. He's been around our organization for four or five years now. And, uh, you know, so we've had a firsthand look at him. We recognize the challenge of being a quarterback and then being a quarterback coach quarterback coach to an offensive coordinator and a play caller, but I do believe it's going to be a collaborative process, one that he's going to be at the forefront of, but I think he recognized the importance of using the resources, and so hopefully we'll be able to create a dynamic that's really impactful on our team. Have you seen a direction that he wants to go with it to this point, or is it too soon? Again, it's a collaborative process. Yeah. It's the direction we want to go, and uh, again, we've had some really good conversations in, in evaluating what we've done in the past and then starting to put the plan in place for what we want to do here in 2019. And the process has been very good. It's been very healthy. You've always been involved. Will you be more, given his, since he's new to this, will you spend a little bit more time in 
some of those sessions early as he gets acquainted with what the process yeah, is? Yeah, again, you've heard me say this before. You want to be the head coach of the whole football team, so you do want to be involved in all three aspects and, and spend as much time. I do think as the offensive staff is coming together, you know, I have spent a little more time in there, and I think that's a good thing for the staff and, and, and for me as we start to formulate what this what this plan is and uh, you know we have a system of football that we believe in and one of the reasons we believe in is that we feel like we can evolve it we can grow it from year to year based on the players we have and the kind of team that we have and I think if you look at our offenses in the past we've been different things based on the strengths of our players so we want to be able to continue that I'll certainly be involved in that but you know, I'm also, you know, I want to be close to what we're doing defensively and in the, in the kicking game as well. Jason, I have a random one for you. I'm working on a piece on Larry Allen, your former teammate, and I was curious, do you have a favorite Larry Allen story, maybe from practice or anything like that? Oh, I think we all have hundreds of favorite Larry Allen stories. Um, you know, the, 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 the one story that a lot of people seem to talk about that, uh, that bothers me a little bit is when Larry bench pressed 700 pounds. And everyone's like, wow, did you see that? He bench pressed 700 pounds and all of that. And, and obviously that's an incredible physical feat. Uh, but, but to me, that sure changes this player, this guy so much. Uh, I suspect you could probably go to some Gold's gyms all over the world and find a guy who could, who could bench press 700 pounds. I'm not quite sure uh, for generations you can go find a football player who played the game at the level of Larry Allen. And uh, I believe he was a 14-time pro bowler, uh, certainly one of the best players at his position ever, a slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best players on some amazing teams that we had in the 90s. Um, his physical toughness, his mental toughness, the athleticism that he had for his size, his competitive spirit, how smart he was, uh, how determined he was, um, how skilled he was as a rookie. He did not start as a rookie uh, in a great offensive line, but he played left guard, right guard, right tackle, left tackle all throughout. I mean, this is a rare, rare football player. So I always get a little bit bothered by this. Hey, did you see Larry's 700-pound bench press? I'm like, have you watched him for the last 14 years play and dominate some of the most amazing players you've ever seen? Uh, a quick story. I go to New York. Um, as a quarterback after my time in Dallas. And, and at the time, there was a trend of uh, using linebackers or safeties up in the A-gaps and the B-gaps, kind of a challenging thing at the time. And a lot of teams have continued to do that over the last 15, 20 years. And so a lot of teams are studying how to best handle that. And um, so we're watching some tape. Sean Payton's our offensive coordinator. We're in a quarterback room. We're talking about how we're going to block it. The basic premise is if the guys are inside, you have to take care of the inside first before you take care of the outside guys. And so over and over and over again, we're showing plays where they're in the A-gaps. Okay, You try to block down first. They come, you block them. If they don't come and they leave, you turn out to the outside guys, the guys who are farther from the quarterback. And we're clicking and clicking and clicking through the whole thing. And we get to a play with the Cowboys. I was at the game. It was against Arizona. Arizona was the team that was doing it, coming out of the end zone. And Larry was, was playing guard at the time. And we're going through the clicker. And Larry's first move was to step out as this guy was in the A-gap. And sure enough, the guy in the A-gap on his side came. And Sean Payton, our coordinator at the time, says, now look at this one right here. You know. Larry stepped out here. I mean, this is not what we want. We want to step down first. You know, he's going to get himself in trouble here. And then he continues to run the play. 
and Larry goes from a position of stepping out when the guy comes, he turns and he knocks the guy across the screen. The guy's literally prone going across the screen. And we all said, well, unless, of course, you're Larry Allen. And, uh, you know, so he just, <laughs> and there are countless stories, I mean, of, of 250-pound grown men flying across the screen because Larry hit him. He's just, he's just a rare individual. I love him to death. Oh, I think he's meant everything. Uh, if you think about the standard that was set, uh, this trio of Tex Ram, Tom Landry, and Gil Brandt, you know, is a model for every franchise and every organization, you know, throughout sports. And um, he was such a trailblazer. Uh, he was so far ahead of his time in terms of how you build a team, how you evaluate players, how you use technology, simply how you scout. And uh, he just did so many things 15, 20 years ahead of everybody else. They were the model. And so as I speak about him, his importance to the Cowboys, certainly significant, all the success they had through those years. But he just was so important to football and so important to how things are done. You know, I, I think if you, if you look back at the history of football, Paul Brown has been someone who's been given great credit for changing the game. You know, whether it's the use of practice film, 40-yard dashes, all the different things that the Cleveland Browns did during their heydays. To me, Gil Brandt is like that kind of a figure in football. Uh, the impact that he had on how everybody, 32 teams in the National Football League, do things to this day can be traced back to what he was doing with the Cowboys starting in the early 60s. So an incredible guy, a very impactful figure in the National Football League, certainly made a huge difference for the Cowboys. Yeah, Kit's a special guy. Now, he, he played a long time in the National Football League. He was a really good player. If you look at his career when he had opportunities to play, he played very well. He played very well for us uh, when he was our quarterback uh, in the times when Tony was hurt. So, um, you know, he, he was a good player who played the game at a high level with great expertise and understanding of the game. That probably was his strong suit. Really competitive, um, great spirit when he played. It was infectious throughout the team. Uh, but if you ask me, one of the unique strengths that that kid had is just his ability to connect with with people. Uh, you know, a football team is interesting. You have guys who are 20, 21 years old on your team. You have guys who are 35, 36 years old who have wives and four kids. Uh, you have guys who come from all over the country, from all different kinds of backgrounds, all different races, ethnicities, religions, all of that. And and so it's a melting pot. And kid just had this amazing way to connect with everybody and bring out the best in everybody. And, and everybody was kind of drawn to him as a player. And that's one of the things that, that, that I love so much about him and, and why he was such an effective player throughout his career. And, and that's something that you know I think can be such a positive if you're a player, but I also think it's really positive as a coach. And again, very smart, great understanding of the game, but he brings so many other elements to it, to the staff, and I think to our players as well. So really excited to have him. You said it. He, he, he was hurt for a lot of last year, and he had to battle through that. But if you look at uh, the opportunities that he had when he wasn't hurt, again, he had a big impact on our team. You know, go back to the Giant game where he catches the nine route early in the game for a touchdown. 
you know, towards the end of the season, he's healthy again and he's returning kicks for us and making these big plays. And, you know, he didn't play that much football for us because of injury. But when he did have a chance to play when he was healthy, you know, he's someone who made a difference. And uh, so hopefully we can build on that. Staying healthy will be a big part, a big uh, point of emphasis for him. Uh, and, and then us trying to give him some opportunities to, to impact the game will be a big part of what we're going to try to do offensively. And everyone leaves the facility, you kind of you talk with them after a season's over, you talk to them and say, you know, these are things we'd like you to work on or what are you thinking of, you know, what are you going to concentrate on? When you had that conversation with Dak, what did you want him to work on and, and what did he want to kind of sink his teeth into this offseason as far as yeah, just so many things. I mean, you've heard me say this before, and, and, and it's not a cop-out answer, but he has to work on everything. You know, all positions have to do that. The position of quarterback may be more than any other. Uh, there are so many things involved with playing quarterback. So in order to grow and develop, you have to grow your, your skill level and your aptitude in all the different levels. I mean, you know, wh whether it's um, your mindset mentality of the position, uh, your understanding of the offensive scheme, your understanding of defensive scheme, your understanding of how the offensive scheme overlays the defensive scheme, your understanding of situational football, all of those things. Then the physical part of it, you know, simply improving your footwork, your mechanics of your delivery, timing, anticipation, accuracy, all of those things. They all fit together and, and uh, you know, Hopefully he'll play for a long, long time, 10, 12, 15 more years. I suspect we'll be working on all those things, you know, to the day he retires. I suspect Tom Brady at 41, reaching the pinnacle of his career, he continues to work on all of those things. And, and the more opportunity you have to play, the more you're going to grow in those areas if you go about it the right way. And Dak certainly goes about it the right way. I, I don't. You know, he, he's been pretty unique in that he's handled every situation I've seen him confronted with since he's gotten here just uh, incredibly well. Um, you know, whether it's coming in as a rookie and starting 16 games for us and winning 13 of them or, or, or different things that happened since then, success, adversity, week to week, within games, over the course of a season, uh, off the field distractions, uh, leadership, connecting with players, just everything. He just has done an amazing job. Not that he's perfect, but he just has, he has, he has a tremendous um, wisdom about him, maturity about him, uh, awareness about him, that, that, that he's able to handle a lot of situations and always keep what's most important in the forefront of his mind. His focus is outstanding. His drive, his intensity is outstanding. He wants to be the best. He's as hard a working guy as we have in our organization. Uh, he loves it. Uh, his way, his leadership is contagious and, and infectious throughout the team. So he just handles all the situations really well. And uh, he's a very genuine guy. And, you know, I, I can't imagine those situations negatively impacting him at all. Yeah, I think if you look at him, he's won a lot of football games in his first three years. And I think if you look at his statistics over the first three years out of college and the success that he's had in the games that he's won, I think they stack up well with anybody, maybe top two or three in the history of the National Football League. So it starts there. He's a really good football player. He's had a big impact on our team from a really important position on our team. 
And I do think part of that is how we handle situations. He's not negatively impacted by things, the potential distractions around him. He's a driven guy. He's a focused guy. That, that pervades throughout our football team. I think the guys respond to him really well, and I think he's helped us win a lot of games as a result of that. Coach, how much did your dad impact your coaching career? I covered him back in Cleveland when he was the D coordinator of the Browns. The culture and advantage of having your father around the NFL for so many years. Well, obviously he had a huge impact on me and, and my brothers and sisters as people, first and foremost. Uh, and then obviously being in the same profession, a huge impact on me uh, as a football player, as a football coach. And, uh, you know, I grew up in it. And uh, just to have his influence on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, you know, so much of what I believe in uh, as a player, as a coach, uh, my thoughts on football can be drawn directly back to him. And uh, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so appreciative of that. I miss him every day. And, uh, you know, he's obviously had a huge influence on my life. Is that inner voice still present to you? No in, question. In terms of the challenges that, that go with being a head coach? Oh, no question. No question. So many things that I say, if someone asks me, well, where'd you get that? Or, you know, how you say that? I mean, I could say, you know, I first heard that when I was 10 years old or 12 years old or whatever. And, you know, uh, and, and to be able to grow up in that environment, an environment that I loved, so much. I have seven brothers and sisters. We're all a year apart. We all grew up in football. We moved all over the country because of football. We became closer because of football. And just his his approach to life, his approach to the game, uh, again, has a huge impact on me each and every day. How, how tough is it to sit out the first round of the draft? And is it a little easier given what Amari Cooper did for you guys last season and the potential he has going forward? Is yeah, we, we got a really, really good first-round pick six months early who, who played 10 games for us and had a big impact on our team. And we know what that first-round pick is, a really, really good football player who's still only 24 years old, has all the right stuff as a person. He's demonstrated an ability to really have a positive impact on our team and on this league. So he's a great football player. We're lucky to have him. So, you know, your point's well made. It's going to be a quiet first round for us unless something dramatic happens. Um, but, you know, we recognize um, that I think we made a really good deal for that first round pick, and the guy's going to be with us for a long time. Coach, where's Dak Prescott in his development, and, and what are some of the things you're looking at in terms of moving forward with his talent ability? Yeah, you know, we just were talking about it. He's had such a positive impact on our team you know, so far. I mean, I think if you look at uh, – the win-loss record of, of quarterbacks as they come out of college and they start as a rookie you know, over, the, over the course of the first three years of their career, his numbers, his winning percentage stacks up with anybody in the history of the NFL. I think he's two or three. So he's had a big impact on our team. Uh, but one of the great things about him is he's always working so hard at getting better, uh, refining every one of his skills to become a better quarterback, to become a better quarterback for our football team to help us win more games. So he's focused on, you know, understanding the game better, becoming better physically, technically, all of those things. He's a driven guy. He works as hard as anybody in our building. So we're lucky to have him, and he'll continue to grow in all areas over the course of his career. Reed Carpenter's our analyst. Uh, he's a guy that we work with quite extensively in analyzing NFL film. Uh, what do you remember most about him? I love Rudy. Rudy had a really good college career as a free agent with us. And, uh, you know, talk about a smart football player. You got the right guy doing the analysis for you because uh, great understanding of the game, really productive guy, loves ball. Uh, I love Rudy Carpenter. Uh, it was fun to have him around, developed a relationship with him. You know, I haven't been in touch with him in recent years, but please tell him hello because I, I love the guy.
Yeah. Okay, so what was your Hyder and Covington, and how do you see them fitting in? Again, guys that we, we followed coming out in the draft and uh, and got to know them a little bit in the draft process and and uh, and, you, and you kind of follow them. You know, boy, we really like that kid, you know. And uh, I think we brought both of them in during the draft process to get to know them a little bit better. And you follow them and you see they're having success. And and, and a lot of what we we probably thought about them coming out has has materialized over the course of their career. They're hard playing guys. They love ball. They have some versatility to them. They play the game the right way and. We want to bring him in here and compete. You're talking about offense. Yeah. On offense. Yeah. You know, I I, I think uh, it's it's really a combination of factors, and we do and we do like a real close analysis of all of those kinds of things throughout our team. And, and, and so one of the great takeaways was there were different factors that contributed to that. You can say it was offensive line, it was an individual on the offensive line, it was a communication thing, it was, you know, guys didn't get open, the quarterback didn't get out of his hand. I think in each of those areas you can say, boy, we can get better there, we can get better there, we can get better there. I don't think you say, boy, it was one thing, it was that guy, it was that part of your offense. I think everybody everybody shares in the responsibility for that, and, and we have to do a better job in that area. I mean, that, that's so impactful. You know, we were talking about defensive linemen earlier, how important those guys are, and, and, and it works the other way, the importance of the offensive linemen preventing sacks because they can derail a drive, derail scoring opportunities. So I do think we got better as the year went on in that area. I think we played more productive offensive football as a result of that. Getting Travis back, how big would that impact? Just having him back there. Well, yeah, Joe Looney did a really good job for us. And, you know, to, to ask a guy who hadn't really been a starter or played that many snaps really throughout his career, to, for him to step in and play as much football for us as he did last year, that was huge for our team huge for our team. He did a great job, but uh, you know, Travis Frederick has been a Pro Bowl player for us, and so there are very few teams in the league, if you lose a Pro Bowl player, can you replace them with a Pro Bowl player? So Joe did a great job for us. We're excited to have Travis back, and he seems healthy. Seems like he's doing really well physically, so excited to get him back in the offseason program. Is the expectation that you'll have him OTAs, better minicamp and all that? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a situation day by day. You know, he, he had uh, other surgeries to, to get some things taken care of, more direct football-related things, but he's getting better and better and better. The extent to which he's going to be involved, we'll figure that out as we get closer, but he's certainly on the right road. He was a really good player coming out. Uh, high second round pick of Seattle, someone that I think a lot of teams were interested in and uh, never really played a snap for them because of an off the field uh, accident they had that caused an injury. So he was out his first year and, and out again last year. So I think the biggest question with him is the medical question, you know, making sure we're comfortable with that. Uh, but this is a young player. There's some uncertainty about him because he hasn't played. But if you go back to the evaluation coming out of school, you say, boy, there was a lot to like about him. So we're just in the process of trying to uh, find out more about him. He came in. We had a good visit with him. And we're continuing to go through that process of due diligence. We did, yes. 
Connor. Oh yeah, Con Connor's done a really good job for us. And you know, we're talking about Larry Allen earlier, and you know, here's one of the greatest offensive linemen ever to play football. And he wasn't a starter as a rookie. And you look at Connor Williams. Connor Williams came in and started from minute one as, as a 21-year-old kid. And, and I think we all agreed that he needed to continue to develop his body. I think that would help him. Uh, that was going to happen naturally. That was going to happen intentionally. And I think he's been able to do that. Uh, I thought he got better over the course of the season. He benefited from the experience. When he got banged up and Xavier went in there to play, I thought in, in, in an interesting way, he grew from that experience. And he, you know, when he was playing, 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 you're learning and growing, but then you, you get pulled to the sideline a little bit and you see somebody else play, there's a, there's a learning opportunity there too. And I think he grew and developed during that time, went about it the right way, came back even more determined than ever and played very well at the end of the year for us. There was so much to like about him coming out of school. Really smart, instinctive player, very productive. Uh, we always felt like he was a complete safety. He was good you know, defending the pass. He was good defending the run. Had a good instinct and feel for the game. Uh, could tackle. Uh, there wasn't anything physically that you know, he wasn't capable of doing. And, um, you know, and, and that's, that's you know, shown itself to be true over the course of his career. When he's had opportunities to play, he's played well. I think he continues to grow. He's a very serious-minded guy. He wants to get better. He studies the game. I think he's benefited from being around Greg Jackson and Chris Richard. He's benefited being around Jeff Heath. And uh, he recognizes that. And I think those guys have grown together. So he's been a productive player. He's been an impactful player for us. We like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're always trying to make our team better. So we have to look at every part of our team. Everybody's available to come to our team and see if they can have a positive impact, if they can create competition, if they can have a role. And so anytime we do something like that, it's not necessarily an indictment on the player we have. We're just trying to make our team better. And, and, and we talk to our, our players very bluntly about that on day one. That's our job, to, to, to create competitive environments, because we believe competition brings out the best in people. But you know, he's earned the opportunity to compete for a spot. He's done a really good job for us at this point in his career. I don't have anything scheduled right now, but that doesn't mean that uh, I'm not going to. Did you do anything earlier yet or not this stage? I have not. Oh, that's something we think about all the time uh, on a daily basis uh, uh, for the off season, for the regular season. Uh, you know, one of the things we try to do as coaches is try to help our players be their best. And we think that's that's a piece of it. So always thinking about those kinds of things. Nothing I necessarily want to share right now, uh, but, but that'll be a part of, uh, you know, a day one message that we have with our guys when they come back in the middle of April. Why does it not matter 
It just doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, it never has. Uh, you know, my, 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 my sole focus is to try to help uh, build a team that we all can be proud of. And that's what I get out of bed thinking about every day. And regardless of what business aspect is going on in my career, that's never impacted that one bit. Sure. That's, that's, it's a year by year business. Life is a day by day proposition. And certainly you, you want to have vision for where you want to go. Certainly if you're in a leadership role, you want to have vision where you want to go, how you're going to get there. But then it comes back to doing what you need to do each day to, to go do that. So that's the way I've always lived my life in football and outside of football. I'll continue to do that. Yeah, we, we spent so much time talking about players and contract extensions and security. Yeah, again, I don't think about those things. We come to work every day trying to build a team we're all going to be proud of.